Welcome to episode 42 of the Becoming MindStrong podcast. And today we're talking about workout gear, what you need and where you can save your cash. And to me, this is one of those conversations where a lot of times people get so caught up in the logistics that it leads to paralysis by analysis. We overthink this so much that we don't actually start. So the purpose of today's episode is to clear up for you what you actually need to get started, what you might need down the line, and what you don't need at all and you can save your cash on. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming MindStrong, the official podcast of MindStrong Fitness. My name is Rachel. I'm the owner and head coach of MindStrong Fitness, and I am here to teach you truth. No more bullshit, no more point systems, no more shakes, no more raps. This is math and science, and we're going to learn how to do it together. Ready? Let's rock and roll. So I want you to imagine for a second that your best friend comes up to you and they are all hyped up about this new car that they just bought. But when they pull the car up to you, the thing's a piece of junk. It's fallen apart. It looks like the Flintstone car basically hold together, held together by floss. And when you question them on it, you say, you know, what, what is this? Why did you spend your money on this car? They tell you, no, 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 don't worry. I just put new seat covers in. So this thing's going to run like a gem right? The conversation is what? Like we're having two different conversations. It's awesome that you got new seat covers, but in no world are those seat covers going to make your car run faster. And this is what a lot of us do when it comes to workout gear. We get so caught up in what these things are going to magically do for us that we don't actually do the most important part, which is just start. We'll learn better. We'll tweak. We'll adjust. We'll get stuff we need down the road. But at the end of the day, we need to just start and focus on that consistency. So today we're going to talk about some of the the heavy hitters, the big pieces of equipment that you'll see in the gym or you'll hear advertised. And we're going to talk about what you need, why you would need it, when you would need it, and if you need it at all. The big one is shoes, right? And and I am not one to to talk badly about shoes because if you ever saw my sneaker collection, it it is a bit intense. But the reality is when it comes to working out, you don't need a million pairs of shoes. In fact, if right now, if you owned one pair of shoes, you would be fine to get started. As you get more advanced, as you start lifting heavier, there are some tips and guidelines of which shoes are, are better for certain things. You may have seen that flat shoes like Vans and Chucks. People are always posting pictures on social media, wearing their Vans or Chucks, um, Chucks meaning Converse on leg day. And the purpose is because they're very flat shoes. If you picture leg exercises like squats or lunges, if you're wearing super cushiony running shoes, there's a good chance your ankle's going to roll, right? Picture yourself doing squats, wearing, wearing shoes with two inches worth of padding, and you can almost feel that your, your ankles are going to roll out. So when it comes to leg day, flat shoes are going to serve you better simply because you're more stationary on the ground. You may have even seen people in the gym who are doing squats or especially deadlifts, which is a very similar concept. Um, barefoot, right? They do it barefoot. They do it in their socks. And again, the whole idea is because we don't want any ankle rolling. We want stability. I personally don't do that stuff barefoot because I'm way too clumsy and I will break a toe by dropping a weight. So for my purposes, I'm, I'm a converse over van kind of person. I'm not associated with them. It's just my preference. So on leg day, I will go with converse. In general, with shoes, we don't ever want a ton of padding for the same reason we just said. So if you're doing shoulder day, it's not going to be as important as leg day, 
but still we don't want to be standing up doing overhead presses and our ankles are rolling. This is the difference between training shoes and running shoes is the amount of cushion that's in them. Another common um, workout piece that you're going to see are straps, right? We, you've probably seen wrist straps, you've seen elbow straps, you've seen knee straps. In the beginning, you do not need straps. In fact, in the beginning, I would almost gear you away. That was kind of a pun, gear you away from using straps. So let's talk about wrist straps first. The point of a wrist strap, if you've never seen them, they kind of hook around your thumb and then go around your wrist like an ace bandage and then they Velcro there. The point of wrist straps is for, for stability, especially if you have weak wrists. If you're doing something like bench press, it's going to hold your wrist up for you without you having to do it. I will tell you in full disclosure, when I first started training, my wrist used to kill me. So I used wrist straps. And what I learned down the road, the longer I stuck with this, is that they were holding me back. The reason my wrist was hurting is, A, I didn't have good form yet because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't have a coach. And I learned the hard way, as many of you have heard me talk about. And also my wrists were just weak. I had never done that motion before. So my wrists weren't keeping up with the rest of my body. So how do we get them to catch up? By working them. So you might not be able to lift as heavy in the beginning because that, that weakness might hold you back. But it's of my opinion, and this is purely my opinion, that I would rather my whole body catch up together than me use a, a, a brace, so to speak, like a, a something to propel me forward faster than the rest of my body is, is ready for. It's the same thing if you've seen straps when it comes to deadlifts, same idea. Typically, typically with a big lift like deadlifts, your body is going to be stronger than your grip is. So you're not going to be able to hold on to the bar with the same amount of weight that your body could handle. So tons of people use grips or wraps for deadlifts. I don't. Because again, for me, yeah, I might be able to, to lift more weight using them, but I want my grip to catch up. So I don't like using any kind of anchor where, where it's kind of doing the work for me. That's personal preference. As you get more advanced, as you start lifting heavier, you might want to use grips or straps to lift heavier. People use them on lat pulldowns. There's no right or wrong for me, for the way my mind works, for the way I want my body to shape up. I would rather go at the pace that my grip can handle, that my wrist can handle, that whatever body part it is, then use that brace. Many coaches will tell you, will tell you otherwise. That's my personal opinion. Belts are the only piece of equipment that I'm a fan of in the beginning, but it doesn't mean that you need them. So what a belt is not going to do is make you lift heavier. Okay. And this is a very common misconception. People say, well, if I just had a belt, I could squat heavier. That, that's going back to the car seat in the, in the junker car <laughs> analogy. What a belt does is it's a physical re representation of how you're bracing your core. And here's what I mean by that. When you do big lifts, especially squats, also deadlifts, bench press, really any exercise, when you're doing them correctly, your core should always be braced. So the way I always describe it is the ready position. Like if I'm about to do an exercise, if someone were to come up and punch me in the stomach, I could kind of handle it because my core is already braced for it. That's why every exercise is technically an ab workout if you're bracing your core correctly. On a big compound, it's called a compound exercise because it uses lots of body parts, like squats. Squats is a big compound exercise. When you breathe for squats, what you're actually doing when you do it correctly is you're taking a big breath in bracing your core and holding it, then you're squatting down. So if you do that without a belt, cool. You can hundred percent do it. Tons of people do. You don't need it. But when you have a belt on, you can picture it, put your hand on your stomach right now and picture it. When you take that big belly breath in 
and you brace your core, right? You flex your abs. You can feel your stomach pushing on that belt. So now you have a physical representation of your breathing and of that pushback of that brace. So I'm a huge fan when I do squats, especially I'm always wearing my belt because it's a reminder to myself more than anything of how I need to be breathing of how, of how I need to be bracing my core. There are people who wear belts for everything, even if they're training arms, because again, it's just a reminder of that pushback. Now I want to be clear on something. Waist trainers are kind of a form of belt. When I'm talking about belt, I really mean like the specific weightlifting ones, but waist trainers are a kind of belt, a waist trainer. It's when someone can show me the scientific proof, I will change this statement. Until then, it does not exist. A waist trainer does not make you lose weight. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life because the only way to lose weight is to be in a caloric deficit. So for years, when I first started MindStrong, I used to, to tease weight tra tra trainers all the time. Then I tried one and I kind of tried it as a joke. And what I found is that I actually loved it. It did nothing for losing weight. I want to be crystal clear on that. A waist trainer will not train your waist into losing weight. But what a waist trainer does, it's kind of like wearing a belt all the time, but it's tighter. A waist trainer goes under your clothes, whereas a belt is going to be very specific around your clothes. And having that on all the time is just that constant reminder about bracing your core. So if I'm doing arms, if I'm doing shoulders, I just have that constant pressure on my core that's reminding me to brace. So I don't wear it all the time. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. You take it off the end of the, the workout and you're like, oh, I can finally breathe again. Um, but it was very interesting. That was just in the past year or so that I experimented with it and, and found that I like it. But I use my belt way, way more often. The big thing with equipment is this. They are designed, any piece of equipment is designed for a very specific reason. And nothing in that reason is going to make you stronger, is going to make your muscles tone up more, is going to make you lose more weight, is going to make you gain more muscle. That's not the point. It's an accessory. Just like those seats in your car, it's an accessory. So something like a grip is going to help you not lose, obviously, your hand grip. Something like a wrap is going to stabilize that muscle. Um, shoes are probably the most important part of this conversation simply because they're going to help you avoid injury. Doesn't mean that if you don't have the right shoes, you can't work out that day. It's just a, a tiny little level up, an important thing to keep in mind when you can control it. Something like a belt. Again, I forget my belt all the time. Does it mean I don't work out? Absolutely not. But it's a good reminder about bracing your core. At the end of the day, the most important part of workouts always, always, always is not even intensity. It's consistency. If you've listened to the podcast episode about how habits are formed, we know that consistency trumps intensity every day of the week. And it's not about having 100% of the right equipment. It's not about doing things perfectly. It's about starting, messing up, learning, tweaking, adjusting, and continuing on. And any piece of equipment that you add on on top of that is to serve a specific purpose. But at the end of the day, consistency is key. For more help with your health and fitness, including getting on the waitlist for Kickstart, our totally free five-day challenge, visit our website, www.mindstrongfitness.com.